Everybody testify, you are good. You are good, Jehovah, you are so good. Everybody testify, you are good. You are good, Jehovah, you are good. When I see all the goodness of Jesus, and all he has done for all my very soul shall shout hallelujah praise god for saving us brethren today i want to talk about testimony that is what i'm going to share today sharing your powerful testimony boldly that is the topic in a few in a few days few weeks now we'll be singing christmas carol if we are in our home country even in this country we might have been smelling christmas we, we might have been smelling that christmas is here yes christmas is coming the birth of jesus christ is itself is a testimony because his birth is a victory for us for our salvation victory belongs to jesus there is nobody that it belongs to whatever that we are experiencing whatever be our testimony victory belongs to jesus like i told you in a in a few weeks we'll be singing about the christmas carol we are going to gather together in the church. We'll be washing those that have submitted their Christmas carol. But there are so many things to the Christmas itself. There's another side to it when people are celebrating. Some people see it as time for them to drink more. Why some see it as time to thank God, to appreciate what God has done. Some people see that time as time to overspend. Time to overeat, to eat more. But brethren, the purpose of Christmas that is coming is that it is a victory for us because victory belongs to Jesus. I want you to look back. I want you to think back right from January up to this time and see whether you don't even have any testimony to share. Every victory that has happened in life belongs to Jesus. And nobody can change it. Nobody. When Sister Somi was giving that testimony, she said that the same sample. Why? Because Jesus is involved. When Jesus is involved in your situation, that victory will come. Before I go into detail, I will call on Sister Lola to present a special song. Victory belong to Jesus. Victory belong to Jesus. Over to you, Sister Lola. Thank you, sir. Good evening, everyone. Victory belongs to Jesus. We are not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. The battle is already won for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> The song just wave and sing. Who can stand against the Lord? No one can, no one will. Who can stand against the King? Victory belongs to him. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. See who can stand. Who can stand against nobody can. Nobody can. 
God bless you. Victory belong to Jesus. And this victory that belong to Jesus, the only way to express it is to testify to his glory. Is to testify to what he has done in our life. There's no doubt about it. Victory belong to him. That is why I said tonight we are going to talk about testimony. That is sharing your powerful testimony boldly. Sharing your powerful testimony boldly. Testimony has always been the way that we express what God has done for us. 
is the way to express the kind of victory that we have. Like I said earlier on, if you look back from January to this time, ask yourself this question. Are you able to identify that this is the victory that belongs to Jesus that deserves testimony? Or are you be, have you been keeping it to yourself? You need not to keep it to yourself because sharing testimony always have powerful influence on other people. People want to see, people want to hear what God has done in our life. So, brethren, it is natural. We always want to share our story because your story can have powerful influence on someone else's life. It's something that can bring somebody back to God that can bring somebody to Jesus Christ. So God himself wants us to share the testimony. Whatever he has done in our life, God wants us to share that testimony. And when we are sharing it, we have to give that victory to God. We give that victory to his son, Jesus Christ, because victory belongs to Jesus. That is the only way to, to express what he has done for us. In the book of uh, 1 John, chapter 1, 1 John, chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. Let's see how John expressed the, the testimony. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. You see here, we understand that Apostle John, who was part of the disciples of Jesus Christ, is sharing with his reader what he experienced. He was testifying. Announcing the good news of Jesus Christ to those who listen. I believe you catch that word test, testify there. When you go through the Bible, you see so many type of words that the Bible have used for testimony. Sometimes call it testimony, sometimes it's call it witness. So when we are victorious over challenges, we are eagerly waiting to share the story with others we are ready to share this testimony with others when this happens it means that you are testifying you are witnessing for god you are already you are already talking about the good news of what god has done in, in our life so god always want to share our testimony he wants us to witness to what we have seen him doing in our life that's what jesus christ wants from you Whatever is doing in your life. If you are thinking you don't have testimony, just go to hospital and see people that are, they are paying for oxygen. Freely you are getting this. It is a victory. That alone is a victory that belongs to Jesus Christ. So, like I'm saying, when you share your testimony, it has influence on others. Boldly, I can say right now, as you listen to me, there are a lot of people listening right now that one way or the other, they have heard about somebody sharing their testimony. And that is what brought them to Christ. So that victory that belongs to Jesus, why are you keeping it to yourself? Are you trying to hide it? So whenever you experience victory, you have to share this testimony. Don't be afraid. Because today I was thinking maybe people will not talk. Then this uh, message will have taken a different dimension. Because I should have directed it to each and every one of us. So when you are victorious, even your enemy will rejoice with you. How, how would they rejoice with you? They may not be happy. They, they will go behind to investigate. They want to find out. What is going on? And this also is happening during the time of Jesus Christ. During the time of Jesus Christ on this earth, when he performed miracles, one way or the other, the Pharisees, they always want to find out how and what he has done. 
even though they might not be bold to go and challenge him. But let's see some of the examples from the scripture. When, when Jesus healed the blind man, that blind man was victorious over darkness that have occupied his life right from birth. And he shared the testimony. Now, let's see how he shared that testimony. I want us to open our Bible to John 9. John chapter 9 from verse... We will read from verse 17 to 25. John chapter 9, verse 17. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. You see, from here... They turned to the, I, I will not start this story from the beginning, but I, this is where I want to pick it. They turned to him. They were asking him, they are not blind. They should see that that victory, the man is already celebrating. And they're asking him, what have you to say about him? That open your eyes. They pretend not to know who you see. And what happened? Verse 18. Verse 18. The man replied, he is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. You see, even when he, the man, the man were, could, could not even see before. But this man, something, an instinct had informed him that this is a prophet. This is a prophet. And he told them, he is a prophet. But they pretend. This is how the enemy will pretend. When you are sharing your testimony, they want to get to the bottom. They want to understand how it happens. They want to know how it happens. So after telling them, they still not believe that this is the person that was blind. So tell me now, who is blind among them? They are the one because they know that he was blind, but they pretend not to know. So verse 18, what, when they sent for the parent, what happened? Verse 19. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? You see, now, to each and every one of us, during the VG night, I think one parent testified on behalf of a, of a daughter, and uh, the daughter could not even allow that to go. See, she wants to testify. What does this mean that when miracle happen in your life, when you experience victory, you have to share it yourself. Your parent cannot do it for you. The parent part of that testimony of Virginite, they were confused. But to God be the glory, they testified that at the end of their confusion, they give glory to God. But the daughter was not thinking that, okay, my parent has testified. I still want to, she still want to testify because from the horse's mouth, Unfortunately, our mic could not work, but Brother Iman was con coordinating, confirm, yes, we know what you want to say. Wish I was just happy and smiling that. To God be the glory. So, children that you are listening to me now, your parents not necessarily have to give testimony on your behalf. You have to say it because you are the one that have experienced it. They are the third party. They may have part. They will only share their own part, like the family I mentioned. They share the part that concerns them. So the same thing is happening here. They ask him, is this not, is this your son? They know because the Bible recorded that they call for the parent. So parent means this is their son. This is their son. And what do they say? Verse 20. Verse 20. We know he is our son. The parent answered. And we know that he was born blind. You see, the parent also give correct answer. You need not to tell us, we know that he's our son. And we know that he was born blind. And what followed? Verse 21. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask hmm? him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. You see? This family confirmed that you have to speak for yourself when miracle happen in your life. Don't be afraid. I don't know what I'm going to say. When it happened, you we know what to say. We can hide behind the camera now because 
you only face the maybe the green light that is trained to you from your laptop you'll be thinking nobody is seeing you it's different from when the all ICs are focusing on you you have to share your testimony you have to tell people about what happened to you now this is where i'm going so the parent said in verse 21 read again but how he can see now or who opened his eyes we don't know you see why do you think they said this the parents they know they understand that these are hypocrites they are coming to ask um uh, question to what they know and they are looking for scapegoat and the parents also were very smart what was their response and uh, why did they say that verse 22 his parents said this because they were afraid of the jewish leaders who already decided that anyone who acknowledged that jesus was the messiah would be, would be put out of the synagogue you see the parents they don't want to sacrifice or be pushed out of the synagogues synagogue so that is why they also answer in a way that yes you have to hear from the horse's mouth and what follow that was why his parents said he is of age he is of age he's an adult asking the question brethren when that miracle happened in your life nothing can stop you nothing will put the barrier between you and that testimony because it belongs to jesus and you are ready to share it nothing can put barrier now let's see what happened verse 24 a second time they summoned the man who had been blind give glory to god by telling the truth they said we know this man is a sinner verse 25 wait now there again they are trying to they are trying to direct the man to decide to their own side they know that he says the, the man already told them that he's a prophet they should have asked him how did you know he's a prophet but they were not because they know the truth verse 25 he replied whether he is a sinner or not i don't know one thing i do know i was blind but now i see you see the man was not even ready to tell them the story about his life that i was blind from the bath i've been sitting there i've been coming here to beg he's not trying to introduce himself as far as he's concerned he told them point blank he replied whether he's a sinner or not i'm less concerned one thing i do know i was blind now i can see what is there for us to hold on to is that when we share our testimony also it's always good to go directly to the point this man is ready to celebrate he is ready to rejoice he is ready to give glory to god even though they push word in his mouth he said i don't care whether it's a sinner or not all i know is that one time i was blind today i can see whatever you want to do you do it that is how the man concluded he said i was blind now i can see this is how to share our testimony it's not just to go around go around go around go around go around people will lose focus about what you are saying so the rest of the story i will stop from there you can continue and know what happened to the man but the man was happy he was jumping he was giving that testimony so this is a man giving his own side of the victory that belonged to jesus of about what jesus has done in his life he is not alone when jesus for, for forgave the Saram, uh, samaritan woman she also testified again i'm going to pick the story from the middle john the book of john chapter 4 verse 28 to 30. verse 28 then leaving her water jar the woman went back to the town and said to the people yeah you see she went to the well to fetch water but when the victory has come away she forgot about what she has gone there to do she went straight back to his people he went straight back to his people to do what verse 29 come see a man who told me everything i ever did could this be the messiah you see the ma the woman was not even telling the story of how jesus said give me water this this, this. she went straight 
to the point. I said, come and see the man who has told me everything about me. Have you ever received anything about you? Have you seen some extraordinary work of God in you that you have kept to yourself? Think from January to this time. Think from the day you begin to recognize that you are a human being. Think of the day you can recognize your left and right hand. Think of those dangerous acts that you have, got, that you have passed through and God deliver you. Have you ever shared that victory? Have you ever shared that testimony? It belongs to Jesus. So, verse 30. They came out of the town and made their way toward him. You see, when she shared the testimony, again, people want to, this is similar to what happened to in that story. They want to know whether it is true or not. Maybe they are set of another Thomas, doubting. They were doubting. They were doubting. So, they came out of the town and made their way towards it. We are going to find out ourselves whether you are telling the truth or not. They heard about the good testimony the woman have committed. Verse 42. The people of her village later told her, now we believe because we have heard him ourselves. You see, when you share the word of God, when you share the testimony of what God has done in your life, when you share the victory that you have passed through, when people come closer to Jesus because of your testimony, they will confess that, yes, you are serving a living God. You are serving a living God, and they will believe. That's exactly what happened here. They believe because they have heard it themselves. Even though the Bible didn't record about the, what, what transpired between them and Jesus Christ. But they said we have heard him ourselves. That means... Something might have happened between those people and Jesus Christ when they got there. He might have said something about themselves. This, whatever they have said here also, it's a testimony to what they've heard from him. That same Jesus is still the one we are serving today. Do you recognize those victory? Are you ready to share that testimony or you feel shy? So the people of our village believe because they have heard about, they heard from him. Another area where the, we have the testimony, when Jesus drives out evil spirit from a man, when he drives out that evil spirit from a man, in the book of Mark 1, let's look at verse 26 and 28. Verse 26. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. You see? I don't know if you have seen where people are passing through pain that they are not able to control themselves. In this case, in the case of this man, it was an evil spirit that is, that is troubling him. And what happened when Jesus met him? The impure spirit shook the man violently. It's possible he might have got injured. Violently. And what happened next? The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to the impure spirits and he, they obey. He has given the authority for you to tramp on scorpion and snake. Nothing will harm you. He command, just a command that he has given to that spirit. And that spirit shook the man and left him. People were amazed. They were surprised. What kind of teaching be this? See, when you share your testimony, when people witness your testimony, they will begin to ask themselves, what type of God is he serving? What type of God is she serving? Your situation will become an argumentative because of the victory that you have experienced. Verse 28. News came about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is power of testimony. People begin to testify, people begin to share the news. People begin to witness and it spread quickly. That is the power of testimony. Let's look at another side when Jesus restored a demon-possessed man. Mark 5, verse 3. This man lived in the tombs, 
and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. You see, even though we heard that the man is living in the tomb, tomb is where they bury dead person. No one could even hold him with a chain. No one. But he was healed by Jesus Christ. Verse 19. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. You see, when this man was healed, he became an evangelist. He began to tell people, This is what God has done. I'm not going to the full story. If you don't know, please go back to that Mark 3 and read the whole story. He began to tell people. He began to inform people that this is what happened. He began to give witness. He began to testify to the victory that Jesus Christ has given to him. Now, when he heard that Jesus was living, he wanted to follow him. But Jesus has a different assignment for him. He said, go home to your own people. Jesus wants him to go and share the testimony among his people. And what happened in verse 20? So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. This is the power of testimony. Everyone, they were marvel. They were surprised. They give glory to God. Because they know the man. They, they knew how violent he was. They know him. And the man began to talk about the victory. This man is not talking about the victory to himself. He's talking about the victory that Jesus Christ had done for him. And the entire city, the entire city, believe what God has done for him. Let's go away from Jesus Christ. Let's move to the apostles. When Peter and John healed the lame beggar, in Acts chapter 3, what happened in verse 8 to 10? Let's see. Verse 8. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and yeah. praising God. Thank you. You see, when the man was healed, he demonstrated. He wants to show people that it's not only I can walk. He began to jump here and there, and not just that, praising God. That is why when you see some people, they are giving testimony, they will be rolling on the floor, they will be singing, some will even go spiritually, they will go. you cannot even see their eyes open. Because that testimony is a great one that God has done in their life. This man was jumping to show people that one time, I couldn't walk, but now, see me. Not just that I'm walking, I can jump. I can somersault. That is what the man is saying. That is how he shares his, his own testimony. Because people will ask, even they don't know him, who is this man? Why is he jumping? People will say, oh, you don't know him? He's the one that used to sit at the beautiful gate. Oh, what happened to him? You see, he can walk. That is the power of testimony. And people will want to know who has done this. Verse 10. Let's move to verse 10 of that. Uh, okay, verse 9 first. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they verse recognized 10. him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate, called beautiful. You see, one time he could sit at the gate begging. But that very day, he is jumping. And people, because if he's just following Peter and John silently, people may not know. But the way he was jumping, celebrating, dancing, singing, and doing everything at the same time, people were forced to ask, who is this? And they begin to recognize. They begin to touch themselves. See him. See him. They begin to point. This is how to share testimony. Even in the Old Testament, we have situation whereby when Eli, Eli was, was reminded about the victory that a barren woman Hannah shared when Hannah shared her story. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Sir, 
Do you remember me? Hannah asked. I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. You see, Eli has forgotten completely. But Hannah went straight to him. Excuse me, sir. You don't remember me? I am the woman. Confidently, she was saying that. Testifying to the glory of God. I was the one praying. Yes, not just one year. Years ago, praying to the Lord. That what? 27. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Verse 28. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshipped the Lord there. You see, there are different ways of appreciating what God has done. Hannah took a different dimension. After re re reminding Eli, she informed him, I'm the one that I've been standing here praying. If she wants to talk story the way we talk, we will say, okay, I'm the one you are thinking I was drunk. But she went straight, I was the one standing here praying. And God has answered me and I'm bringing the child back to belong to God. Are you bringing yourself back to God? What, whatever has done in you? The grace of God is always there for us. We share testimony. We reveal what God has done for us. But do we go back or we release our God, ourselves to God? So the examples I've given are just the extra, the ordinary, the common people. Giving an extraordinary story of the victory that Jesus has done in their life. That is why Jesus himself told the disciples, you must also tell others about me. In the book of John 15, 27, we are not going to read because of our time. You must also tell others about me. But the issue is that many of us, we are ashamed. We are afraid of telling our story. And when we are ashamed of telling our story, we will not be able to let people know what God has done in our life. We will debate people that are supposed to be delivered through our testimony. So there's no way we talk about victory without sharing testimony. We need to share our testimony. Good testimony. And sometimes when we are sharing our testimony, we get sidetracked. We begin to talk about the stories. We begin to go around. We are not learning from that man. As far as I'm concerned, I was blind. But now I can see. He may be a sinner and less concerned. When we share our testimony, the danger of telling too much story when we are sharing testimony is that people will forget about, about what you are talking about. They will not concentrate on the bad part of your testimony. And that will remain in their memory for long. That is why when we are giving our testimony, we must go straight to the point. We should not beat around the bush. It's good to tell the story of how it happens. But we should try it in such a way that people will know that, yes, this is what we are talking about. Believe me, if we call a preacher to bread of life that next victory night, we are bringing somebody who happened to be, um, how would I put it now? Uh, who happened to be somebody like uh, Saul, who had been killing Christian, but now he has repented, he's a preacher, he's coming to the next victory night, by December, people should come. Believe me, we may have more than 1,000 people. People are coming to listen to how he got changed. But that is not where we are going. Telling story make it good. But we should not allow it to override the testimony that we are sharing. So, brethren, what does it take to maintain good testimony? What does it take to maintain good testimony? I will quickly talk about certain things that we require for our testimony. We need not to be ashamed, as I've said. We need not to go far, to go around, go around, go around, talk about too much uh, story. 
we need not to be afraid. In Galatians 6, Galatians 6, that, that Galatians 6 talk about uh, testimony. The first part of Galatians 6 tell us about someone who falls, what to do, how to help somebody who falls. The second part talk about the uh, part of the chapter is talking about the uh, four things that can ruin and that can destroy our testimony, which is pride, comparing yourself with others, selfishness, lying to yourself. Sometimes we want to put masala, we want to put some beautiful words to share our testimony. Some of these beautiful adjectives we want to use might be something that we are lying to ourselves. But in verse 10 of Galatians 6, that is where it changed and he talked about, he explained about how to maintain a good testimony. What is takes to maintain a good testimony. So if you really want to share a good testimony, here are some things that you need to follow when you are sharing your testimony. Verse 10, Galatians 6. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. You want to share your powerful testimony. You want to share your testimony powerfully and boldly. You must do good. That's what uh, the Galatian uh, system is saying. Paul is telling the Galatian, you must do good. If I'm sharing my testimony in my office, and I call, I, I, my character is questionable. People will not look at me. They will say, what is he saying? Who is he to talk about Jesus Christ? If you want to share your testimony powerfully, you want that your testimony to catch people, you must do good. You must do good. That is what Paul was telling the Galatians. Do good. I'm not just saying you have to turn uh, as a philanthropy alone. Let people, let the kind of life you are living portray your, your, show what you are testifying to. Show that you are a good Christian. So God called us to do good. So let us do good. Let us behave good. This is how our testimony can catch people, that, that can catch the, we, that our testimony can become a fisher of men, that can fish out men that we follow Christ. So we have to do good. But brethren, doing good is not enough. It's not enough. If we move to verse 14, what's he saying? Verse 14. As for me, however, I will boast only about the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. For by means of his cross, the world is dead to me, and I am dead to the world. When you share your testimony, we have to keep our focus on the cross. It is not what you do. It is not what the pastor do. It is not that you follow a right path. It is not that you follow this. Don't tell too much story like I said earlier on. Focus on God. This will bring people closer to you. It will bring people closer to Jesus Christ. Because when, when people come closer to you, they want to know more about the testimony that you are doing, that you are sharing. So what it means is that when you share your testimony, focus on the cross, focus on the Christ himself. Don't see about what you have done. When you talk too much about, oh, this is how I pray, this is how much I do, this is this, that may not glorify God. Peter said, slave and gold we don't have. But this is what we have in the name of Jesus Christ. Arise and walk. They didn't go to marathon. You can do the same. So we must do good. That's why Apostle Paul, Paul said, God forbid that I should boast about anything except the cross of, uh, the cross of our Lord. So let's do good. Let's focus on the, on the Christ. So, in the uh, verse 14b, can you, 
let me read first the last part of verse 14 or you read the entire 14. as for me however i will boast only about the cross of our lord jesus christ you see for by means of his cross the world is dead to me when I we are dead to the world yes he's dead to the world when we are sharing our testimony we have to believe that we are dead to the world you don't feel about what the world is going to feel about you you don't feel about what people are going to say some people are afraid of sharing their testimony because they are afraid they are afraid of what people what people will say that who is he what has gone done for him or her that god has never done for anybody what is so special about that go to the hospital you will see people with oxygen we are not mocking them but we are just appreciating that yes god is alive so when we share our testimony we have to realize that you are not the same again verse 15 and 16 of that galatian 6 verse 15 for both circumcision and uncircumcision means nothing what matters instead is a new creation. Yes, it doesn't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter. You are a new creation. God has perfect everything about you. Don't look at what the world will say. Verse 16. May peace come to all those who follow this standard. You see? And mercy even to the Israel of God. The peace follow you when you follow this pattern. That is what the scripture is saying. So, brethren, when you want to share your testimony, do good, focus on the Christ himself, and focus on, focus on the cross. Realize that you are not the same anymore. You are a new creation. You are put on the new man, as we have been directed this year. I will just read very fast from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Those who become Christian become new persons. They are not the same anymore, for the old life is gone. This is how you have to see yourself. A new life it has begun. Share your testimony. And again, lastly, as I round up, when you share your testimony, you must be willing to receive the heat, to take the heat. You must be willing to wear the scar, the scars. What am I saying here, verse 17? Of Galatians 6 verse 17. From now on, let no one cause me trouble because I bear on my body the mark of Jesus. You see, Paul was ready to show his body. He has been beaten. We read it. He doesn't care. So when you share your testimony, some people will mock you. Some people will gossip about you. Some people, they are ready to Say bad thing about you. You must be ready to bear in your body the mark of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the mark. People, are, people they are going to talk about, about you negatively. But victory is yours. So brethren, when you are sharing your testimony, before sharing, if you want your testimony to be so powerful, and very influential on people and have impact on the life of people you must do good you must focus on the cross focus on god purpose for your life you must see yourself as a new creation and you must be ready to take the heat because people will always gossip about you even if it's just small part of your testimony People will still talk about it. So don't allow this to take you out of the testimony that God has given us. Now, brethren, the year is coming to an end. Like I said, very shortly, we'll be singing. Maybe by, Friday, by Saturday, we are talking about an outreach program. In a couple of weeks also, we'll be singing Christmas carol. Believe me, if you listen to radio and television in your own country by now, you by 1st of December, you start hearing Christmas carol. Even here in Oman, you start seeing decoration of Christmas. Christmas is here. 
year is about to end. As I bring the service to close, before I call Pastor Leslie, very quickly, I want us to pray this small prayer in our homes. We, we are going to pray that, Lord, let my testimony be perfect. In the name of Jesus, begin to pray. Lord, let my testimony be perfect. Because when your testimony perfect, it means you are doing good, you are focusing on God. You see yourself as a new creation and you are ready to receive. Father, let my testimony be perfect. Perfect testimony that you will share that will bring people to God. Pray that my life encounter Jesus Christ, that your life will encounter Jesus Christ. And that miracle you have been looking for, before the end of the year, you will receive that bundle of testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. And pray unto God that God, every impossibility in my life, make it possible. We hear that type of testimony this night. What was positive as COVID test, it became negative. To some people, this is impossibility. But God make it possible. What is this that in your life that you are expecting God to make possible? Those things you are thinking that it is impossible. Tell God that make every impossibility to become possible in my life in the mighty name of Jesus. And as you pray, quickly add this to it. There are some foundation, foundation that are supposed to be destroyed for, your, for you to testify. Every wicked foundation, every foundational power delay my testimony. Father, break them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. Father, I pray as I call pastor, every hanging breakthrough, every hanging testimony in the life of brethren, Father, before the end of this year, they must share it in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.